wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck goose. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way, and all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. That's at WrestlingTWT. Appreciate your feedback over the last few weeks regarding some of the podcasts that we've done, including talking about the parting of the ways of Adnan Burke, uh, no longer part of the Monday Night Raw crew. Um, heard from a number of you about that podcast, so thanks so much for downloading that podcast as well. As a retrospective, a look back at three wrestling deaths. It happens in threes, right? We hear that all the time. Uh, Don Carnoodle from Mid-Atlantic. Paul Christie, Chicago's own. Um, that wrestled for Dick the Bruiser in Indianapolis and other places in the Midwest. And of course, New Jack from ECW and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. If you missed those podcasts, go back to the archives and check it out. We put some time in, find some old clips and telling stories about some of these veteran wrestlers. So check it out on Wrestling TWT and tell people that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling. That's all I ask. I really ask very little on this show. I just appreciate you listening. And uh, as I do this here on Wednesday, June 2nd, uh, from my backyard, if you hear dogs barking or if you hear squirrels or whatever, I don't care. It's too nice to be inside. So I'm outside on the patio doing this podcast. And um, so I appreciate you listening. So all you ask, hey, tell people that John Lewis Talks Wrestling pass this podcast along. Also, if you find time to leave five stars in a review to keep the algorithms going on this podcast, uh, I'd love for you. If you're listening, leave five stars in a review, especially if you're listening on, listening on Apple and also on the ESPN Chicago app. Thanks so much as always. I appreciate your support. Well, this is a special podcast. And the reason why is because there is more news coming out of the WWE. It's one thing for the WWE to let go of Alexander Wolfe. And Alexander Wolfe was a part of uh, an Imperium group from NXT UK. Uh, I think that Alexander Wolfe had one of the better matches in 2020 uh, on the NXT UK brand. 
uh, against Dragunov. I thought that was a really good matchup. But now we come to find out on Wednesday, June 2nd, there are more releases. And it came from the Wrestling Observer. It also came from Fightful.com and the WWE that the WWE has released Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy. I'm sure you've heard this by now, but I want to give you my thoughts on these releases. So let's start from the top. It's one thing to talk about the, each, one, each and every one of these wrestlers. Do you realize that the WWE has made more money in the, over the last year plus than any time in the history of the company, going back to the early 1960s? The WWE doesn't have to release anybody because they've made so much money. You think about Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret the Hitman Hart, think about The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino, Pedro Morales. When any of the Ultimate Warrior, when any of these wrestlers were on top, they made a lot of money, right? The company made a lot of money. But no one wrestler has been able to get to where the WWE has gotten to the mountaintop financially. And it's not because of the wrestling. It's not because of the house shows. It's not because of the merch. It's because of the television deals that have been made by the WWE with USA Network and, of course, with Fox. When you are making in excess of a billion plus, two, three billion dollars on television deals, whether it is domestic or international, you've made it. You've absolutely made it. There's no question about that. Because you, you think about the deal that was made by the WWE and going to SmackDown on Fox. It's a huge deal. It meant a lot to wrestling, too. I know that for some, it's just another deal. But just to be on a network broadcast, not cable, a network broadcast, no matter what day of the week it is, is huge for wrestling. There's been so many promoters over the years that are just on basic channels trying to make deals with all these different cities, all these different counties, all these different small and large cities just to get on TV. And in one swoop, Fox pays the WWE to be on Fox. Fox pays the WWE to be on their network. USA willing to clear the decks on Monday and Tuesday night just to get WWE programming on there. And it's for several reasons. One, these networks believe that the WWE can be able to bring in a number ratings-wise. But another thing is, it's just about content, man. It's just trying to fill content. You know, it's, you think about television shows over the years. And you say, oh, you know, you could be able to fill up an entire 24 hours a day of programming. Seven days a week. And be able to have original programming. You just can't. And so wrestling has become appealing to a lot of these networks because it's actually content. And then moving inventory, moving the commercials. They want to be able to have a platform to be able to have something that is at least must watch. For the, whatever you think of the WWE, for a certain section of fans, it's must watch every Monday, every Tuesday, every Friday, every weekend, every day on social media, every day on YouTube. They can't get enough of the WWE. And the marketing end of the WWE has made that so. So that you have to be able to see what's happening digitally with the WWE and the bounce. You've got to see what's happening on 
these shows every Monday and every Tuesday and every Thursday or Friday. What, you know, all the shows. Because people are investing in the WWE. And no matter what the numbers say, the numbers go up and down all the time because we're talking about traditional TV. People still watch, no matter what. It's not as much as it did was 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but it's still happening. So let's just, I want to put that on the front end that the WWE's made a lot of money. Now, the WWE hasn't, doesn't, not, they don't have to cut anybody. They can continue to have wrestlers in place. But you ask why, right? Before we get to the wrestlers, let's ask why. Why is this happening? There's been a lot of speculations for years that the WWE will sell their company to NBC Universal, to Disney, to Netflix, to HBO. Who knows? But there's been a lot of speculation that the WWE will sell their company. So here's how I feel about it. I think Vince McMahon will allow the company to go in other hands when he is dead. I can't see Vince McMahon letting his baby go. Because without the WWE, what is Vince McMahon? He's a billionaire, right? He's got money. But you know what's important to Vince is to be recognized in Hollywood as not just a wrestling promoter, because he's even said to himself, remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast that Vince McMahon was on? He says, oh no, pro wrestling, that's what my dad did. I'm into sports entertainment. And it was important to him, going all the way back to WrestleMania 1, that Hollywood recognizes wrestling, recognizes sports entertainment. Look, Vince knows that what he presents is pro wrestling. But it was put in under the umbrella of sports entertainment to be recognized by other sports, by recognized by other forms of entertainment. Hollywood. He needed that so badly. He needed like a hobo needed a sandwich to let people know, hey, you know what, we're out here. And we're not just wrestling. We are here because we help people and we're for causes. And you could use some of my wrestlers for movies and TV shows. Hey, we're out here. So that's important to him. Now, to you and I, we know it's a wrestling show. But to Vince, it's more than that because it's business. It's being able to have relationships with other forms of entertainment. So that way they are a part of it. You know, you know the general manager position of Raw was always some kind of Hollywood star that was totally out of place. But it was Vince's vision to continue to bring in people from the outside to say, hey, come inside our bubble, see what we're doing. And you know wrestling is not Hollywood. It's just not. You're a wrestling fan listening to this show, you know wrestling's not Hollywood. So it's so important for him to let everyone know, hey, look at us. We're not just wrestling. We're we're actors and we're doing major motion pictures and we're doing all of these things. And I'm sure Hollywood looks at WWE and says, okay, you know, that's fine, but you're not Hollywood. And that's always been important to Vince. Why did he have Mr. T and Liberace and Billy Martin and all these celebrities along with the Rockettes at WrestleMania 1? Trying to get everybody involved. It's, it's more press when you have Bad Bunny at WrestleMania doing what your wrestlers do every night than to have the wrestlers do what they do every night. Makes no sense to me, but from a business standpoint, Bad Bunny was able to go to the shop, the HBO show that's produced by LeBron James, went there and... Um, 
And Bad Bunny talked about his time with the WWE, and WWE played that a million times on all their platforms. Like, hey, Bad Bunny really liked his time at WrestleMania. It's not fake. And it's, it's a lot of work. And that means so much to Vince. Because someone from the outside did exactly what their wrestlers do and got over. I mean, to me, a good wrestling show is a good wrestling show, but I'm old school. You know, look, hey, I don't need Bad Bunny on my WrestleMania. I just want the wrestlers who have busted their ass for 250 days a year to be able to get their shine at WrestleMania, not some outsider taking up all the money and the time. But that's just me. That's just me. I'm not dissing Bad Bunny. I'm dissing Vince for not allowing his wrestlers that really get it done on the road time and time again to get their shine at WrestleMania. And that, but that's not how Vince sees it. Outsiders are able to give more shine to WrestleMania, in his view. Entertainers, people singing the national anthem, outsiders that it could be in his bubble. But that's his, his deal. So, again, we circle back and talk about how much money the WWE is making. They're making a ton, and they're going to have to rework their contracts for television very soon as well. Another couple of years, they'll be right back there again trying to get more money from NBC Universal. So the question is, why? Why is it that the WWE is letting these wrestlers go? Now, on one hand, and this is where my strongest comment will be, I think it's good for the wrestling business that Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana, Garrett, Buddy Murphy, and whoever else they're going to cut, that is actually good for the business because now those talents can go elsewhere. Not all to AEW, no. All, everybody doesn't deserve to be at AEW. But to have them in MLW, to have them in the NWA, to have them in New Japan, have them in Ring of Honor, other places to see how they do in other uh, forms of pro wrestling, different styles, I have no problem with that. I think that's cool. Hopefully that will be the case moving forward. But I just want to just point out one other thing. Under the radar, you're seeing how the WWE got rid of what they call redundancy, got rid of some of their front office people, not not like Nick Khan and those people. I'm talking about their digital department. They restructured the digital department, fired a lot of people out of there because of quote-unquote redundancy. Nick Khan is in place as a president of uh, the WWE for a reason. It would not surprise me tomorrow if I read the WWE be up for sale. The only thing is, is that I don't know what that would do for Vince Remember, Vince McMahon has failed in almost everything else he's done besides wrestling. He doesn't want to be a wrestling promoter just just to be a wrestling promoter. He's failed at the bodybuilding with the Ico Pro. He's failed with the XFL twice as a football commissioner and owner. He, I think it eats at him that he's just into wrestling because that's what his dad did. But here's what Vince has to understand. He is a success, man. No matter what you think of Tony Khan, Vince is still the success. Even though his Raw program is the shits and SmackDown is trailing right behind it, there's it still are making a ton of money from these shows. It may not be watchable for me every week, but at least he's making a lot of money from this. So that's a positive. So when you're trying to restructure and you're cutting loose wrestlers far after WrestleMania, usually you get cuts after WrestleMania, but now here we are on June 2nd and he's cutting more wrestlers. What are they trying to do? I also saw the WWE did as far as hiring people that were into sports, like Connor Shell, who worked for this company, worked for ESPN for a while. Now he's in the WWE front office. Um, 
Horowitz, who worked for Fox, also in the front office on the digital side. I find that interesting as well. All right, let's get to some thoughts here from Tommy Dreamer from Busted Open on SiriusXM, um, Fight Nation. Tommy Dreamer on the cuts by the WWE. Nothing should shock us, and I say this business. I haven't been shocked in a while. I'm kind of dead inside. But uh, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, shocking. If also I have a company, Lana has done every single thing to improve her in-ring. She's actually really good. She's beautiful. And I understand your husband works somewhere else. But I'm, I'm running a company. I don't let these people go. Um, Buddy Murphy stepped up everything. They, another phenomenal in the, in the ring. Same with Ruby Riot. I can't believe they let these people go. Also, if you're opening up to fans and you're going on these live tours, I'm using these talents to, A, if I don't like them anymore, I'm going to get rid of There has to be something. This is nuts. I mean, Alistair Black tweeted, he's in the midst of a, of a new character push and all of a sudden gone. Yeah, it's, it sucks. This proves something else, too, Tommy. Like that whole Lana thing, you know, Bully and I talked about it for months. You know, Nia Jax putting Lana through a table went on and on and on and on and on and on with no payoff. So now it shows they were just doing it to humiliate and embarrass them. Like, they had no long-term plan of having that become anything that was going to be any resemblance of a character development. Just to embarrass and humiliate her. Tell me I'm wrong. You can't, because she's just got to let go today. I mean, Aleister Black, one of the best entrances ever at WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. And now we're talking about two years later, and those two years you could do nothing to develop his character... And now he's gone. You know, Braun Strowman, and believe me, I've had a lot of creative problems with Braun Strowman over the years on this show. That's a a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Creatively, you can't do anything with a Braun Strowman? So, thoughts there from my buddy Dave LaGreca chiming in with uh, Tommy Dreamer on Busted Open. They were talking about the releases, and I will talk about them as well. So I told you the front end what I think that could be happening with the WWE. I'm not reporting that the, that the WWE are, is going to sell. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that I just find it very curious that these things happen now. So uh, let's go through the names, you and I, right? So we talked about Braun Strowman. So here's what I don't understand. Braun Strowman... A, a big guy, someone who and Vince loves the big guys, right? Loves the big guys that can be able to move around and be able to be powerful. But somehow, some way, they looked at Braun Strowman and put what was that a like a choo choo sound effect when he came around the corner? Why would they do that? It was dumb at the time, right? But not a surprise because it's a WWE and this is what Vince liked. Braun Strowman was ruined. He was a monster among men, and but yet he was getting beat down. They gave him the Big Show treatment. How is it that you could be exactly the vision that Vince wants, but all of a sudden, yeah, he's not good enough. He's part of the Wyatt family. He was dominant. He was not, you know, 
pulling up trucks and not and pulling them over. He was doing all these different things, right? Turning trucks over, everything that they wanted. They put a choo-choo sound effect on him. They ruined a guy that could be a world heavyweight champion, a a long for long-term world heavyweight champion, and they let him go. You can't do anything with Braun Strowman. Makes no sense. Alistair Black. Well, let's talk about Alistair Black uh, and Murphy. Alistair Black and Murphy were two wrestlers that Paul Heyman was really big on. He saw Buddy Murphy and thought, okay, Buddy Murphy is a different uh, character, a guy that is an international wrestler, but he can go, right? Same thing with Alistair Black. Look at the look of Alistair Black. I mean, the things that he was doing at NXT were just amazing. He had some really great matches at NXT. He comes to the WWE and there's a disconnect. And why? Because Triple H liked him, because Paul Heyman liked him. Vince couldn't do anything with Aleister Black, got him off of television. And Aleister Black says on his Twitch channel today that, well, it was about budget cuts. That's what he's aware. He says that Vince was behind him, but budget cuts was the reason why that he was let go. Aleister Black either is lying or doesn't understand the business. You do realize that Vince McMahon has to be able to sign off on these things, right? I mean, Vince McMahon signs off on who stays and who goes. So I don't know about budget cuts, but I do know that he's no longer with the company, and that had to go through Vince for that to happen. But I, I want to point out again, when Paul Heyman was not necessarily over Raw, because I don't think anyone's ever over Raw, that is a Vince McMahon, but you remember the when it happened with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Bischoff had SmackDown, Paul Heyman had Raw, they were overseeing the product. And that was quickly taken away from both of them, very, very quickly. And Paul was high on Murphy and on Aleister Black. And all of a sudden, off TV, it's because Paul was high on them and Vince was not. Lana, as you just heard from my buddy Dave LaGreca. So why... Lana and Rusev was a great one-two punch. It was something different. The ravishing Russian Lana, right? So somewhere in midstream, she lost her Russian accent when we knew she was never Russian, but it was just a good gimmick. And Rusev was, again, a monster, a bowling ball of an athlete for the WWE. But yet, Vince did not think that it was good enough. Now you want to get into a divorce angle where they're no longer together. Bobby Lashley is with Lana, and then they break up, and Lana's crying on television all the time. And then, as Dave just mentioned, why was Lana going through a, t a table seven, eight, nine times every week? You know why? Because it was a chuckle in the back. Because that's what Vince wanted, to punish Lana because Rusev now is an AEW as Miro. Because otherwise, why would, you ha why would you go through a table seven or eight times? You did that to humiliate her. It's not the last time Vince has done that. But people still support this guy, Vince McMahon, knowing that that's wrong. Oh, it's story. Oh, it's just storytelling. It's just a show. It's not It's. it's not even real. No. It's real when you go through a table seven or eight times. And you did that on purpose. So that way, Miro or Rusev could be pissed off about it. Rusev wanted his release. He mentioned on social media, then he got his release, and now you're going to punish his girlfriend or punish his wife. Why? Because you're an asshole. That's why. That's why you do that. And, and, like, and then, of course, 
Now, then she's in a tag team with Naomi, and now that's just disappeared. I think there's only two pure tag teams from the women's division in the WWE. <laughs> that's what I think. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's two like more than three or four tag teams left anymore. So, Lana went through all that punishment just because her husband goes to AEW, and Lana couldn't say no. Could have said no, but apparently she didn't. She kept going through the table. Fort Wayne, Indiana zone, Ruby Riot. For a certain fan, I'm sure Ruby Riot was over. She was never really over with me. It's not the look, it's just that I always thought that Ruby Riot was just kind of going through the motions. And Ruby Riot and that Riot squad did not get over as much as it should have. In a women's revolution, if you believe in the women, uh, if you feel that they can go, they can go. Hey, if it's not going to be in on Raw or SmackDown, put them in NXT. You know, I mean, to to me, Ruby Riot was something to watch, but nothing where I said, "Man, I got to see Ruby this Ruby Riot match." She was never put in that position for me as a wrestling fan. Santana Garrett the same way. Santana Garrett's a really good wrestler, uh, and I think good, but not great. And so she's let go as well. And and so. Again, you go back to the question why, right? Why were they releases? You don't have to re- you really don't have to release anyone. You don't have to cut the fat on the WWE because they have huge money. Again, the most money in the history of the company is right now. And it's not because of Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or Shawn Michaels or Hulk Hogan or Pedro Morales or Bob Backlund or San Martino or anybody in the wrestling business for the WWE over the years. It's because of the TV deals. Now, of course, those wrestlers and all the wrestlers have built their way to this point right now in the in WWE for 2021. But my God, man, you don't have to cut anybody. All I can tell you is this is that I think it's very interesting that we are watching right now the WWE possibly going through a transition. And I don't know if that means that the WWE is going to be sold, but there's something going on here in which they're adding a lot more people in their front office. I saw their press release about former radio people, former sports TV people now being part of their... um, I guess their awareness as far as the WWE trying to get more awareness because you can always use more awareness, right? Like everybody still needs to know more about the WWE from a sales standpoint and because they're doing well. I get it. But I, I find it just curious that these releases took place. It makes no sense to me. And while some of those top wrestlers I mentioned were uh, in the WWE, you did not, uh, not enough with them. Aleister Black, you cut that guy. Why? Because Vince doesn't get it. This is why no matter if Nick Khan's in place as a president or Bruce Pritchard as a producer, all these people, doesn't matter. It comes down to one guy, Vince McMahon. Now the question is, is he happy enough as just being a wrestling promoter or will he leave and let others run this company? Because no, the numbers that we're seeing here, it, it's just not, just not great. <laughs> it's not great as far as the every week television show. But being on Peacock, it doesn't matter. I think the Peacock deal makes it almost ne- negligible, where it's like it doesn't matter what the ratings are. What, the, what it is is they want to make sure that the money continues to roll in. 
And of course, they're going to be in the road very soon, too. So there'll be more money on top of the TV money that they've gotten from Peacock. So we'll just see what happens. Uh, shout out to Mark Henry. We'll probably have Mark Henry on here on TWT because I want to congratulate him on being part of AEW now. Uh, I didn't know his contract was up in the WWE until I read about it and saw that Mark Henry will now be a color analyst on Rampage, which is cool uh, for him. And that is a Friday night show that will air in August on TNT and also be a trainer and work with the talent in AEW. You can always use veteran talent to help the young people. Absolutely. Now it's up to the young people to listen. So we'll... We'll see about that. And so good for Mark. We'll try to get him on and talk to him about that. Jeff Jarrett is supposed to be on this show pretty soon as well. He's got a very uh, compelling podcast with Conrad Thompson called My World. That's part of, part of the show as well. So we hope to talk to him as well. And uh, we will also review AEW Double or Nothing. AEW Double or Nothing that took place in Jacksonville. What a crowd there. We'll talk about that as well on our next podcast. So make sure you are listening for that as well don't forget to follow me on twitter and instagram at wrestling twt and all i tell you is tell people the jonathan talks wrestling tuesday wrestling tuesday and also leave five stars and review love to be able to get your feedback on our show i'm jonathan hood thanks so much for listening don't forget to catch me as well as uh I am on with uh, David Kaplan for Cap and J Hood, morning 7 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 1000 and also streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Download the ESPN Chicago app. You can get this podcast and so many others and also live programming from ESPN Chicago. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast as always. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.